Welcome to this week's episode of Guarding the Well podcast. My name is James, and we hope you're having a great and wonderful day. Our aim here at Guarding the Well is to help you have a healthy walk with Jesus, and we really pray that we're helping you in your walk with Jesus and just helping you to work through some things, maybe uh, look at your life and your walk with Jesus in a different angle, maybe, giving you something to think about, maybe something to pray about, maybe something to repent of, uh, because we all need that in our lives so that we can grow in our walk with Jesus. And so we hope you're doing well. Uh, I want to say thank you. Um, we're I'm only under 40 episodes into this podcast, and I never really thought I'd get that far. And, and life threw a couple curveballs at me uh, earlier this year, 2021. They really didn't have anything to do with COVID, just normal things of life that kept me away from getting some podcasts up. And uh, those are things outside of my control. But I really want to thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to uh, these podcasts over the course of, I think, 35 episodes or 36 episodes right now. Um, We have had listeners from uh, California and Virginia and Minnesota and Pennsylvania and North Carolina, uh, people from listening up into Canada, uh, over in uh, Russia, had a couple people from Russia, uh, had someone from Taiwan one time. Uh, so if you're listening, uh, grateful. Thank you uh, to, to listen. Just want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, technology is incredibly wonderful that I could uh, sit in my office here and uh, do these podcasts and people almost anywhere throughout the world could listen listen and hopefully benefit from them. God is so good. And so I just want to thank you for taking 15 to 20 minutes. Um, when you listen to these, uh, I really do want you to grow in your walk with the Lord. And if you don't know who Jesus is and you have questions on him, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can leave us a comment. You can connect with us on Facebook, Guarding the Well on Facebook. And uh, I'll reach out to you and uh, have a conversation with you and uh, just kind of tell you about Jesus. Uh, he is he is Lord God, Savior, and King. Uh, but as the author of Hebrews says, Jesus is also uh, our big brother, uh, which is an incredible thing to think about. And so I just want to say thank you once again uh, for tuning in and listening. And uh, if you could help us out, uh, just subscribe to uh, this podcast. If you could leave us a review, a like, a comment, uh, any of those things really help us to uh, kind of, it, it promotes, it works into the algorithms, if you would, and enables more people to see uh, this podcast. And so if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've gotten anything out of any of the episodes, if you don't mind liking or reviewing, uh, sharing it with somebody would greatly appreciate it. And so Christmas is in about 10 days from today. And last week's episode, I, I asked you, what was your, your favorite thing to do, your favorite family tradition this time of year in and around Christmas? Um, and I know not everybody celebrates Christmas and we celebrate it differently and things along those lines. And so I had you thinking about what your favorite tradition was. And uh, I kind of did that for one reason, because I wanted to ask you this week, what is the thing that you don't like about this time of year? Like when you think about, we'll, we'll step out a, a little bit, say second, third week of November through the end of December, uh, this massive holiday season, if you would, and it's only really like six weeks. What do you not like about this season? 
many people would have different answers. Uh, before I was a pastor, I worked in a convenience store. Uh, I have a there's a lot of you that listen from uh, Pennsylvania and uh, Virginia and Maryland. I used to work at a Wawa. There was a Wawa in town where I was growing up, and some of you are like, what in the world is a Wawa? A Wawa is just like a Sheets or a Turkey Hill, a 7-Eleven, if you will. It's one of those convenience store type places. You can get gas, uh, hoagies, you know, that type of place. Um, but they're really, really good. Um, I, I prefer Wawa over pretty much any other convenience store I've ever been to. Uh, their food is a lot better. But anyways, I, I work there. There is one in town. I worked there when I was in high school and into college. And then when I stopped working there, I worked at Wegmans, which I mentioned um, in a past episode. Uh, for those of you uh, not in on the East Coast, uh, Wegmans is just uh, one of the best grocery stores in America. I don't say that because I work there. Forbes ha has talked about that in the past. And so I've worked in retail for over a decade of my life. And one of the things that I don't like about this time of season is just how people are. And many of you can relate to that. Like perfectly sane people go insane. Um, driving changes. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, I know in the last probably three or four days, I've probably been in almost eight accidents. It's because people aren't paying attention. Uh, they're just so busy with life. And so people change all the time this time of year. I can remember, you know, uh, working at, at Wegmans, people snapping their fingers at me like I was an animal that they, they were trying to beckon me to them just by snapping their fingers at me. And just things along those lines. We get so caught up in everything in life that our mindsets, our attitude changes. It's incredible. And so I was thinking about that, and my mind went to one of the areas of Scripture that I often think about this time of year, and it's a very small story, and it is found in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 10. And in Luke chapter 10, it's verses 38 to verse 42. It's a little story about uh, Martha and Mary. And many, if you're familiar with the Bible, you probably know who Martha and Mary are. Uh, they had a brother named Laz Lazarus that Jesus raised from the dead. And Jesus was very close friends with uh, Martha and Mary and Lazarus. He would often uh, spend time at their home when he was in and around Jerusalem. And so they were very close friends. They just had a good relationship. And Jesus he would stay there and hang out and eat there and, and, and everything along those lines. And so they knew Jesus quite well. And one time, well, let me just read it to you. In Luke chapter 10, they said it's just very small. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to verse 42, we read this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And that's all that it is. And I'm often reminded of this section of Scripture because of this. 
Martha, she opens up her home. Um, many believe that she was the older sister, and so Martha opens up her home to Jesus and the disciples. Well, in that culture, and even today, in that area, hospitality is of of immense importance. And us in America, we're hospitable, but not to this degree for the most part. And when you welcome somebody into your home, it was a huge thing. You were to take care of everything about that person and even protect them. Um, and so Martha opens her home up to Jesus. And so I, I want you to picture this. Think of like a Thanksgiving day, if you would. And what I mean by that is this. There's Jesus. There's the 12 that are with him, the disciples. So that's 13. And then there's Martha. And then there's Mary. And there's Lazarus. So that's another three. So that's 16. And maybe there's other people with Jesus that are not included or that we would count in the 12 disciples. And let's just say there's 16 people. And here's Martha going, okay, I've opened up my home to all of them. And now what I have to do is I have to feed them. I need to cook for them. I don't know if you've ever cooked for 16 people. It is not the easiest thing to do. There's a lot of dishes. There's a lot of preparations. There's a lot of cooking. There's a lot of serving and everything along those lines. And Martha, to use the, the picture that would be more familiar to you and I, she's in the kitchen just running around. She's just trying to get the bread going. She's trying to get the, the meat cooked. She's trying to get the meat prepared. And she's looking for her sister, Mary, going, okay, Mary should be here helping me. Where is she? And Mary is at the feet of Jesus, spending time with him, worshiping him, listening to him, just being with him in his presence. And Martha comes to Jesus. And I, I, it, the verse that strikes me is verse 40. It said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Is that you working in grocery stores and, and the like, and even being a pastor for the last decade and a half, I've noticed that people get so distracted by the preparations that have to be made this time of year. We get so wrapped up in buying the Christmas presents, the Christmas flowers. We need the food. We need the cookies. You know, if you don't bake, you know, 70 dozen cookies every December, there's something wrong with you type of mentality. You need to get the ham and the turkey and the kibasi. I'm, I'm Polish, so you need the kibasi. Uh, we have to make plans to go to the, the, the grandparents' house, and then we have to make plans to go to the other grandparents' house, and then we have to have, you know, the aunts and the uncles come in or for we to go them. And then, and then if you have kids in school, uh, at least... It used to be you'd have kid programs, and then you have church programs, and then you have Christmas Eve service, and then, you know, maybe you have a Christmas dinner with the church, or and there's so much stuff, so much stuff, that we get so busy in the preparations that come about this time of year that we actually get so worked up, we get angry. Martha is angry at Mary because Mary is not helping. She's not doing anything to get things ready for dinner or whatever the case would be. And so Martha is angry. We do that. We get so caught up with the distractions, with the preparations that this time of year that we actually get bitter, we get cynical, we get unforgiving, uh, we get angry, and we get frustrated. And every little thing that happens is just magnified because of everything else that we're distracted by. And Jesus goes, Martha, listen, Mary has chosen the better things 
and it will not be taken away from her. And you know what the better thing is? It's sitting at the feet of Jesus and just spending time with him. I know you might have a lot on your plate right now. I have a lot on my plate right now. And it's so hard for us to not get wrapped up into the distractions and wrapped up into the preparations of things that we need to do. I have so much stuff on my on my plate that I'm actually trying to plan and prepare things going into next August. Like that's like that's a long time like because I know things are going to happen and so I'm already trying to prepare for them and you get distracted by that and you just get sucked into that world and we miss out on the better thing and that's spending time with Jesus. Christmas, the month of December, is that time of year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we get so distracted by the preparations that we actually don't celebrate the birth of Jesus. We're too busy to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We're too angry to actually rest in and rejoice in the fact that Christ came, that God came in the flesh. And when that happens, when we get so distracted and we get so wrapped up in the preparations of life and the things that have to be done, we leave our hearts unguarded. And that's what Satan looks for. He looks for the time, the the, the open doors of where you're heart is not guarded and he's going to take that opening and he's going to literally kick the door down and you go you know what now is the time that i'm going to start to attack now is the time that i'm going to try to influence you and tempt you and draw you away from jesus and so let me encourage you this christmas season i say christmas is only about 10 days away uh, from right now are you and have you been so wrapped up in the distractions and the preparations that you're missing out on sitting at the feet of Jesus and spending time with him. If that's you, I need you to understand something. We are able to get more done, be more productivity, have more productivity in our lives and be better at things when we first spend the time with Jesus. He enables us to do more than we can do on ourselves or by ourselves. And so I would want to encourage you to put the preparations aside. I know you got to get them done. You know, we, we, we need to cook the food for our families. Let's be honest. And so Jesus knows we need to get some of these things done. But if we put him first and we spend time with him, guess what? He's going to enable us to get those things done because he's good and he's gracious and he's loving. But I want you to realize that the better things in your life right now are not the cookies and it's not the gift wrapping and it's not even cooking the turkey or the ham. It's spending time with Jesus because as you spend time with Jesus, you're going to guard your heart. He's going to encourage you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to enable you to do what you need to do in your life. And so let me encourage you today. Be merry. Be merry. Do what is better and best and that is spending time with Jesus first and foremost so you don't miss out on the reason for this season and that is the fact that Jesus came so let me pray for you and I really hope that you have a wonderful Christmas season and that it is a time that you just celebrate and rejoice in and rest in the fact that God came that Jesus was born that he walked this earth in a Ultimately, he died on the cross for our sins, and three days later, he rose from the grave alive 
and that he has overcome Satan's sin and death. And so let me pray for you. Father, I pray that you be with those that are listening. Father, I know that many of them have so much on their plates that they don't really know which way to go, what to do, how to do things, and overwhelm. Uh, being overwhelmed just causes us to be paralyzed, that we don't really do anything. Father, I pray that your hand would be upon those that are listening. I pray that you would help us to realize that the best thing, the better thing, is not to get tied up in all the preparations and the distractions, but to sit at your feet, to be in your presence, to hear your word, to communicate with you, just to walk with you. I pray that you'd give us a rest this time of year, that we would just find time to, that we would make time to be with you and allow everything else to be secondary and allow you to be of first importance. And so, Lord, we give this to you, Lord. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. You take care. You have a great day. Thank you so much.